on this episode of Simply Special. Whether you like rap or not, listen to his album. It is so amazing. Like, this is why I take notes because my mind is like, ooh. I like to think about the fact that men treat women lesser than, but like, they came from a woman and then (laughs) I came to college and that's when everything changed. (laughs) Oppressed. Oppressed. Sorry, I don't know why I said that weird. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hi. Welcome again. I I had an idea for how I wanted to start this off, and that is what came out of my mouth instead. Welcome to another episode of Simply Special. How's it going? How are you doing? I hope it's going well. I um, am still learning podcasting. That's that's what I've been up to. I mean, besides like school and like trying to get decent grades and trying really hard not to fail a certain class. <laughs> but I um yeah, I'm still I'm still learning. I listened to last week's audio and I didn't realize how much my like I have like that noise that happens from my mouth. So a different mic really exposes a lot about somebody so I figured if I sat farther away from the mic maybe it wouldn't pick up on that and it might still and I'm sorry if you hear a lot of (laughs) it's just it's a thing that happens and I drink water so I don't know I don't know I think it's because I generate a lot of saliva anyway so today um I wanted to talk about my experience of just being a I'm not even going to use formalities here of being a black woman um, born and raised in Tennessee. Before I get too like into it or anything, I want to say now if you find anything about this episode offensive or if you get offended by like simple terms like white and black and Hispanic or anything like that, I don't recommend listening um, because... It's just going to get you upset and I don't want you to be upset. And I know that uh, like nowadays, literally everyone gets offended about every single thing. You can't have any, there's no such thing as a simple conversation now because at some point someone gets offended in that conversation and ish hits the fan. So yeah, I normally I take notes for these kinds of things, but I listened, (laughs) this is so weird. I listened to um d smoke's new album black habits that came out february 7th and i just now realized that it came out and i feel like such a fake fan because i didn't realize that it had already come out but i listened to it and i was like you know what we're not gonna take any notes we're just gonna we're just gonna just figure it out and just talk and come straight from the head slash heart um and if you don't know who D Smoke is, uh, he won Rhythm and Flow, the rap competition on Netflix. And whether you like rap or not, listen to his album. It is so amazing. He is a lyrical genius. And it's just, it's honestly a beautiful, beautiful album. It's not an album that you can, I learned this um, this past week. It's not an album that you can particularly, particularly get hyped to. It's more of just a an album that makes you think and honestly kind of self-evaluate and it's flipping amazing 
So that's my like unsponsored, unpaid plug for the week. Go listen to D Smoke's album, Black Habits. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, and listening to that, I was like, we're not, we're not gonna, we're just gonna speak. So I guess we can start with, uh, Tennessee. Uh, I don't know. This is gonna sound so dumb. I don't know if podcasts are an international thing, but if they are or are not, I don't know. Tennessee is a state in the United States. It is in the deep South. It is on the Bible belt. Um, it is a conservative or Republican state that probably just they both mean the same thing it's a republican state um so no matter what we do we always end up i guess no matter the popular vote we'll always end up being a republican state because if you get outside of the city i'm sorry just breathing your ear but if you go outside of any major city it's just super republican um, I am, was born around Nashville. I'm not going to give like the specific city, but I was born around Nashville and, oh, my voice cracked. <laughs> and I, um, was raised around Nashville slash in Nashville. It's just, it's really complicated. I now have a Nashville address per se, but, um, I don't like, I wasn't, speci- I don't know how to explain it, but I kind of just moved around I moved around around Nashville a lot, um, different areas that were considered Nashville, and even though they were like their own place and all of that stuff. But that's, I pretty much, <laughs> I'm like, this is why I take notes because my mind is like, Ooh, but all I know is the city and being in the city for like 18 years. I know I've, I never encountered anything like difficult I think I for some reason until I actually grew up and started to learn politics I realized that um I only thought that I thought that Nashville was a democratic state because um the city areas are where more of your like democratic voters are but now that I have gone outside of the city I have learned that literally everywhere else in Tennessee is super freaking Republican. And I was like, this makes so much sense. Um, yeah, so this is more of my experiences, um, I guess, going outside of what I know, which is the city. Um, I, coming to college, I had the biggest culture shock. Wow. I had the biggest culture shock that, and it's not even that big, which is really sad. Um, I definitely need to get out more and maybe have an even bigger culture shock. But this is one that I just was like not fully prepared for. So growing up in a city, growing up in and around Nashville, I like diversity wasn't a problem. You had a bunch of black people. You had a bunch of white people. There were a lot of Hispanic people. Um, There were, we did need help in like the Asian descent area, but there was no bad blood um, per se. You didn't really see a lot of racism. I mean, some, sometimes jokes would go a little too far, but there wasn't anything that was super like, 
I don't know, awful, I guess. Uh, Not awful, but there wasn't anything, there was no division per se. There was no segregation. There was no, um, I guess mistreatment is the right word. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. There will for not there will not forever be inequality, but I mean there was still inequality present. You know there were still some things that I couldn't do that like white people could do, and I couldn't do that men could do, and there are some things that homosexual people couldn't do that I as a heterosexual could do without being super like ridiculed. Um, so there was like and is still inequality, but it's not something that people try to blatantly comment on, if that makes sense. It's not something that stimulates racist comments or actions or discriminatory comments or actions. Um, Because, you know, even as a woman, you know, it doesn't matter whether I'm black or white. As a woman, you still experience discrimination because people just think that you're lesser lesser than. Which, literally, it pisses me off. (laughs) It really, it upsets me. Because sometimes I will talk about, like, having babies and birth. And I'm like, women are so freaking strong. Like, they carry life inside of them for nine months and sometimes that doesn't work out having a baby doesn't work out and so their body has to like go through these things and they have a lot of like emotions that they experience and have to work through and on top of this like they are trying to they're out here not even trying to they are out here being girl bosses and working their butt off to provide for themselves and their families and they take care of people like women are so freaking amazing and I don't understand why we are seen as lesser than like I like to think about the fact that men treat women lesser than but like they came from a woman so I mean you know (laughs) let's try again fellas but yeah so in at least where I grew up um and I also did live a very not shielded but I pretty much was like never allowed to leave the house Um, type of life but when I would go out and volunteer at different places for organizations in high school or flipping high school or when I would walk places or um, the couple of jobs that I worked while I was in high school I never saw anything super discriminatory or I never heard anyone say like you can't do this because you're black or you can't do this because you're a woman um and honestly, it was it was nice. I will say, though, with that, I didn't, like, stay in downtown Nashville for a super long time and not at night. Um, and back then, Nashville wasn't the tourist attraction that it is now. So I do know that for a small period of time, because I have vivid news stories coming to my head right now, that there were slight issues um, of discrimination if you looked a certain way because ghettos existed at least and then gentrification came in and like ruined all of that essentially but when ghettos did exist and Nashville wasn't a big tourist attraction um, there were some discriminatory moments with different shootings that happened and shootings that were reported that happened 
um, because it all was always a black person. But I think that Nashville has moved past that, um, at least from what I have seen in the news. Um, but you know, you never know. There's could always be internal discrimination, internal racism, internal homophobia. Um, so that's still a thing, but as far as it just being outright blatant every day, like you're experiencing this 24 seven type mess, that was never, um, a Nashville thing. Um, and like I said, gentrification really came in and swept downtown Nashville and pushed all of the poor people and the people that did live in ghettos out of Nashville. Um, so there are certain areas where crime rate is higher now. So like, just think about that. Um, because you're taking away someone's home, you know, and that's like not okay, but that's a whole different story and subject for a whole different day. Um, going back to myself. (laughs) Yeah. So I never really excriminate, what, (laughs) what, I never experienced like blatant discrimination um, when I lived there. And I mean, I still technically live there. I don't really, I don't really have a permanent address. I have two places where my mail gets sent and that's about it. Um, But, you know, like I said, sometimes a joke would go a little too far and it'd be like, ooh, but no one was outright, you suck because you're black or get on somewhere you're a woman you know there was never any of that and then (laughs) I came to college and that's when everything changed (laughs) that is when a lot changed um in my life I knew racism was still a thing I knew discrimination was a thing I knew homophobia was a thing I am not homosexual nor am I homophobic but I have witnessed um on campus people being homophobic and that's annoying and I actually took one person to the side and was like please just respect them um it's their life it's not yours just shut up (laughs) essentially (laughs) just shut up um I don't even know who it was and sometimes I see that person that I talk to around campus and be real awkward but like I'm gonna stand up for someone who doesn't deserve the treatment that they're getting because it's not fun to be harassed for no reason essentially uh, it's not fun speaking from experience but anyway came to college and a whole different ball game I now understand I, that's when I came to the realization that the cities in Tennessee were the ones that were Democratic and everywhere else was flipping Republican. Um, where I go to college is in East Tennessee. That sentence in itself should tell you I am in Republican nation right now. And uh, <laughs> it is super difficult sometimes um especially when we had a rally we have different republican rallies because you know this is like this is the prime area to flip and vote for republicans and conservatists i think i said that right you know they're trying to make sure that they get them votes in they're trying to you know trying to make sure that they 
Uh, I don't know where I was going with that sentence. I think it made sense. Okay. Um, anyway. Yeah. So coming to school up here, I quickly realized, you know, culture shock, a whole different ballgame. Um, I have said these statistics quite a few times and I'm sorry if it bothers you, but it's the reality of my situation. About 81% of the people on my campus, and I think it's like maybe about the same percent of the city that I'm in. If it's not 80, then it's like 79%. It's somewhere in there are white. And then six or 7% of the campus is black. And that counts people who are like African, like international students coming here from Africa to receive an education. And then the city is like seven or 8% are African American or black. So that was a culture shock. Um, (laughs) and I was never aware of my skin color and my gender until I got here, until I got to the school and was like, oh, snap. I learned my freshman year that people will automatically not like me because of what they see um, instead of my personality. You know, if you don't vibe with my personality, it's one thing and I respect that. But if you automatically don't like me because of my skin color and my gender, then you are racist and sexist and annoying. I really, I realized that. My freshman year, I lived next door to someone who didn't like me. Um, I want to know why? I'm black. Um, His roommate actually had to switch rooms with someone else because his roommate was black and that was not going well. Um, and then that was my like neighbor situation. Did I say neighbor or room? I'm, if I said that I shared him as a roommate, then that's weird. And he was my neighbor. God, I hope that that was like, I hope I didn't say he was my roommate. Um, so yeah. And my freshman year, I also realized I literally like, I can't walk around campus by myself after a certain hour And I know that's still the realization. And yet when I worked at Wendy's, I did that anyway, which is so bad. And the entire time I would walk around campus at like 2 a.m., I was freaking out. I was super scared that something was going to happen because, I mean, the demographics, the the statistics, stuff that has happened in the past has been a minority woman, um, Yeah, that sounded right. Why did I think I said women? Minority? Well, mob I am. Um, So I knew immediately, um, freshman year, I was like, I can't walk around here by myself. There are people who are so blatantly racist and it is honestly disheartening. So around here, um, there are a lot more Confederate flags and... I get so uncomfortable around Confederate flags. Like, you have no idea. And I shouldn't because I I knew, okay, I didn't know coming into the town that it was the way it was statistically. Everyone sold it on it being diverse. And 
after getting here and like three years of giving campus tours, I've learned that that's something that we're supposed to tell people just because we have a multicultural center and there's like international students from different countries and like cool but also that's that's not diverse um that's just something that you pride yourself on to make yourself look diverse and i saw in a newspaper article it was like last semester that my campus was going to try to increase enrollment to increase diversity after we had an instance with um white supremacists hanging posters around the campus and i said increasing enrollment is not going to increase your diversity i've learned that their problem not that they have a problem but like you know like they kind of do is that they only reach out to schools and people in this area where a lot of their diversity quote unquote that they're wanting is in middle tennessee and west tennessee it's not it's not here um so that's something that they probably should work on and i will definitely drop that in the suggestion box go beyond this area around east tennessee um but yeah so there's a lot of confederate flags and i get super uncomfortable all the time there's one guy and i appreciate him on like a whole different level seeing him eases my mind like nothing else i've never talked to him in my entire life but he carries around a giant like american flag and that uses my mind so much because i'll walk outside and i'll see people um there's one car that is just decked out in confederate flags he has like the license plate on the front he has the little like um it's like a thing that hangs on his rearview mirror he has a sticker on the back like he is confederate confederate all the way and I try to, like, give people the benefit of the doubt and think, like, oh, they like the Confederate flag, but they're not racist. There's no way. And some people will prove me wrong. Um, and it's so interesting because some people in, like, in this area, I have learned they will not, like, help me or serve me because of my skin color and and this goes beyond the campus this is the actual city like they will not help me or um be my waitress like i'll have to have a different waitress because i'm black and i've seen it happen and it's the most uncomfortable thing to like watch like to watch a waitress be like i can't i can't handle that table they're not my like they're not my type like literally that's what was said and I was like you're not that far I can hear you and from as someone who like is bound to have hearing loss because of like genetics and it's written in my DNA the fact that I can hear you just goes to show you weren't quiet and you probably wanted us to hear that um and yeah it's so it's annoying to to have that as an experience but it's like a part of it and it's so unfortunate so that's something that i have learned um being a black female tennessean is that people won't serve me or help me because of my skin color on campus i have had professors out downright just treat me completely different do whatever they possibly freaking can to fail me um and to get me kicked out of certain classes because of they just didn't like me because of my skin color and me being a girl definitely didn't help those situations but it's like at the end of the day I'm doing my work right so you can't just like you can't kick me out because there's no like evidence that I'm worthy of failing if I am doing good on all the assignments so 
Ha ha. Yeah. So I have I have experienced several different racial encounters. Racial, I think that's the right word. Different different racist account encounters. I've had several guys that I'm no longer friends with because it takes one comment for me. If especially if we're not close, it takes one comment and then I'm done. If we're close and I try to talk it out. And that means I'm not done unless the talk goes wrong. And then it's like, ah, what do we do? Are we still close? <laughs> but if we're not close, um, it takes one comment and I'm just, I'm, I'm bouncing. And so there were guys that would say a sexist comment or pretty much doubt my capabilities because I'm a woman and I would just like not talk to them anymore. And I would lose a guy friend immediately. So that has happened but more I've experienced more racism than I have sexism and I've witnessed a lot of homophobia but for me personally it's just like being black in Nashville is completely different from being black in East Tennessee in Nashville I can I mean people are crazy people are crazy no matter where you go but I could like I don't know walk to the nearest hair store and be fine. Whereas being black in East Tennessee, I can't walk anywhere without looking over my shoulder and hair stores don't exist. So (laughs) I, um, it's like you go into a city where there's a bunch of black people and there's a hair store at like literally every corner, especially Nashville for some reason. And then I come here and there's like a Sally's and there's maybe like two other hair places. And I think one of them isn't even in this city. (laughs) So that's flipping difficult, especially finding products that I need. So I have to resort to ordering online, which of course costs more because like shipping and all of that stuff, which is so not fun, but it's a part of it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've had a lot of just different um, racial encounters and I am not someone who retaliates um, at all. I try so hard not to retaliate in any situation, in any argument, and especially something that deals with racism. But um, I'll smile or something or I'll say okay, maybe try to respond with kindness. And then Sometimes it doesn't get to me, especially if it's the same person all the time, like the guy that I lived next to my freshman year. But sometimes it's a complete stranger. And after I am, after I have walked away from that stranger, I break down and I cry because it hurts. And it makes me just kind of hate the world for a while because it's like, I didn't do anything to you. And yet, because I don't look like you, um, it there's a problem. And it, it's quite unfortunate, too, when it comes from a woman. Because it's like, yeah, you know, white women may not have the same oppression that black women have. But all women have been oppressed. 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 Sorry. I don't know why I said that weird. So it's kind of like, can we at least come to that mutual agreement? And you, like, not say anything rude? Because... You have also experienced some form of sexism or oppression or something. Um, But no, it'll, 
it'll be women too who say things that are super racist and they'll be the ones that won't serve me and it's ridiculous in my opinion because it's like it's just my skin I'm sorry that no I'm not sorry I'm not sorry let me fix that I'm not sorry that you're bothered because I look different um like at like it's ridiculous but that's something that I have had to deal with and just coming to East Tennessee has shown me a completely different side of the Tennessee that I thought I knew. Something else that I have learned. So when I lived in Nashville, which I still do, I need to stop saying when I lived. I haven't gone anywhere. I just go somewhere else for college. But my closest friend is Mexican. Um, At lunch, I would sit with a white person, um, someone who's Honduran, Guatemalan I believe she was and then black like we were our own thing I was friends with someone who was Vietnamese someone who was Lao um it was just you know we were our group we were diverse and I just talked to people of different races and ethnicities and cultures and it was just like fine and those were my friends in high school Of course, after high school, you hardly talk to people. You only follow them on social media to keep up with their lives. So that way, when the reunion hits, it's not like this big, ooh, oh, you you did this, that, 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 that. They'll be like, oh, I already knew that. I saw it on Instagram. Um, So that's like life after high school. And now I only have really one close friend from that time, and she's Mexican. And so all I've ever known is having friends of different races and cultures who understood that you know, we all have our different traditions and all that stuff. And then I come to East Tennessee. (laughs) Um, I have met black people. I have a couple of black friends and they're super cool. However, um, I am the only minority in all of the classes for my major. And sometimes the I have black friends but the people I hang out with the most are white and they'll want to do stuff and I'll be like I, I can't I'm black I just straight up say that and they have it's so weird because I've never had to answer questions about my culture and my hair <laughs> I can't tell you how many questions I have had to answer about my hair it's ridiculous especially now that my hair is like braided I've literally gone from having super straight hair to having it braided to chopping it off to having an afro to chopping it off and now it's braided again and I just get tons and tons of questions about my hair um but I've never even like hair aside anything related to my culture black history month just anything I've never at least Back in the city, I've never had to answer those questions because people just kind of knew different cultures and I'm going to stick with mine, you're going to stick with yours. Whereas here, I get so many questions about being black and being a black woman and again, my hair. And I, I don't know. It was, it's interesting and it definitely made me do more research about about my culture and where I didn't say where I come from because yes I'm African-American nine times out of ten I have like um ancestors from Africa but I can't say like where because like Africa is a continent (laughs) with a bunch of different countries I could be Nigerian I could be 
of what is Rwanda? Rwandan? Ooh, sorry if I've just offended anyone from Rwanda. I don't know. I could be anything, essentially, from Africa, so I can't say where I came from. But um, it's definitely made me do some research about Black history and different things so I can make sure I'm giving out the correct information, but also I speak on my own experiences as a Black person from a city and just not knowing that... um, yeah, just not knowing about super Republican people and super Republican areas. So I definitely have to do research. And another thing that I have had to do is I am so incredibly fortunate that my, she's not technically my great grandmother, but I don't know my great grandmother and from the stories I've heard she's raised or she's helped raise my grandmother um they're pretty much the same person but I call her my great grandmother she is gonna be 98 this year 98 and I'm so fortunate that a she's alive and b she's alive in her right mind um she is like one of my favorite people to talk to because she's so intellectual. Like, yes, her age does show sometimes because she'll repeat things, but she is so flippant intellectual and she has experienced everything. She's been through it all. Um, She was the first black woman to do something with a veterans affairs she's was alive during mlk um she she's been through it all she's seen it all uh like uh one of my favorite people to talk to honestly and so just from talking with my great-grandmother i have learned so much about my history and um just different things related to black people and i got a more realistic view of the area because she's from this area but she also like lived in washington dc so it's like i just i there's so much more perspective and so when people ask me questions here about being black it's like i can provide them a good answer based off research and also just my family history and things that i have experienced as a 21st century raised child I was born in 99 so I'm not gonna say born and raised but I was raised in the 21st century and I mean yeah you know I wasn't alive during a time of intense segregation and discrimination but being in East Tennessee I have learned that there is still segregation and discrimination but it's modern like it's not super obvious to white people but black people it's it's we like we can see it it's so obvious to us and so I've had to explain that to some people and like we've had a couple of different occasions where white supremacy has been present on campus we had an issue at a black lives matter rally that we had in our freedom of speech we have a designated freedom of speech area on campus where you can go and say and do whatever you want and we had a disruption there during our black lives during our black lives matter rally and again we just had different experiences with white supremacists and neo-nazis and we had one of the co-founders of black lives matter come speak to our school and we had a situation with that and so when those things happen 
people, especially my friends, they'll talk to me and they're like, why are you guys upset about this? And first off, I'd be like, are you serious? Really? And then I'll have to explain to them flipping history. Um, and just the way that there's still segregation and discrimination present. Yeah, I, it's really cool because I had a friend and that she really tried to like go with me to different events during Black History Month so she could understand. And I've she's the only person that I've known that's actually tried to do that. And I think Black History Month is really cool because yeah, it's a time for Black people to celebrate our history, to celebrate things that we've overcome and to also like rally and gather and figure out how to keep fighting um, racism and discrimination and segregation that we experience or the modern discrimination, segregation, racism and all that stuff. Like we're not being told, you know, go sit in the back of the bus or don't drink from this water fountain or anything, but there are still divisions and things that we are divided in. I don't know where that, that was, that's not how I want that sentence to come out, but it's how it came out. Um, and it's just in a different way. It's in a modern way. And it's just something that hasn't really changed. And let me not even get started on police brutality. Um, because that's a touchy subject. Um, and all I'm going to say is that I, during the time that that was a super big thing that it was being publicized in the news, I got pulled over and I freaked the flip out because And I don't know if it's a safety precaution, but there was an officer on my side. My sister was in the car. There was an officer on her side. And both of the officers had their hand on the gun. And I thought I was going to die. So I don't have any sort of disrespect for officers because of that. I don't. There's a lot of black people because of all the police brutality. They do hate police officers. I'm flipping related to one. (laughs) Um... But I will say, sometimes I get scared. I had our school's, like, public safety, like, our school's police officer bang on my door in the middle of the night, scared the living daylights out of me, and I didn't answer. Um, I've had, uh, when I worked at Wendy's, again, a school police officer was, like, super rude to me, and I tried really hard not to let it get to me, not to think anything of it. Um, but then our like school police, she was the first, and this is so sad last year, she was the first African-American and the first female, uh, police chief that we had for like our on-campus police officers are, we call them public safety. She was the first African-American female, first African-American, first female. And after a year she quit and they really tried to cover it up and say it had nothing to do with racism and sexism but she came out and was in her resignation that got published was like in a very great way she said that yes it was a hundred percent racism and sexism so knowing that and she was like the chief over these officers and knowing that these are the officers patrolling our campus and watching me walk across campus in the middle of the night i get a little scared i get i get a little, I get a little scared um but i still try to respect them because I don't want to die. Um, and after watching Queen and Slim, heck no. Heck no. Queen and Slim is such a good movie. My voice cracked again. Um, this is another like recommendation of the week type situation. If you have never seen Queen and Slim, you are missing 
out. It is such a good movie. I have never been so stressed out and emotional and also like just in love during a movie ever. Like it's one of my favorite movies that I have watched and it scared the daylights out of me. It was it was intense and I don't do well with intense movies and intense situations from movies. So I was a little stressed. But like if you haven't seen Queen and, Queen and Slim, you're missing out. Um, going back though, I like completely went off. Um, going back, I do love Black History Month because yes, it is a time, like I said, for us to celebrate our history, gather and rally and continue to figure out ways to make change and continue to show that we are a united front. But I also like to think of it as a time for people who aren't black, especially in this area, that genuinely want to know how to respect a race and want to learn more about a race without stealing our stuff (laughs) and um, turning it into a trend and making it popular because we all know that that has happened. Um, So just people who are genuinely curious and won't take anything from our culture, I like seeing them kind of show up to the Black History events and want to learn and want to be respectful and learn how they can also like help us make a change. Um, and I just, I really appreciate that. So I just love Black History Month. Honestly, I genuinely, genuinely love it. I really, really do. Um, and like I said, going back to that whole copying thing, it, it, I try to not think about it too much but when I do think about it I'm like damn they really did just like take something from our black culture and turned it into or try to turn into something of their culture even though we did it first um so that is annoying but I also can't say anything because honestly people steal from all cultures let's just be straight up and I know Some people are not going to like that I said that, but it's the truth. We all take from different cultures. We're all influenced by different cultures. If I've learned anything in my historical interiors class, which is so random, but everything comes back around full circle. A lot of architecture that you see today is based off Greek and Roman revival. You know, it's copying and it's changing, but it's constantly coming back and it's stealing from a different culture. Um, and so I think that that's something that we all do without knowing it is that cultures take from other cultures, but I just, I feel like everyone should acknowledge that instead of claiming that, you know, this is a hundred percent ours when I'm like, you a hundred percent stole that from black people, but okay. Um, yes. (laughs) Wow. That was a lot. Um, I don't normally like talk about this stuff, but it felt really good to talk about it and to share my experience as being a black woman from Tennessee, born and raised in Tennessee. It's, it's, it's intense. Um, Memphis is a whole different situation in and of itself. I have only been in Memphis, been to Memphis twice and I didn't really like it. So... I haven't been back but I, I do want to go back down there and really experience it so I can speak on that I know middle Tennessee I unfortunately know east Tennessee and now I want to 
I want to learn West Tennessee and I want to learn about what black people experience there. I wonder if it's the same as East Tennessee or if it's the same as Middle Tennessee or if it's like a mixture of both. Um, I'm really curious. But with all that being said, this week's activity is just super brief. Let's talk about, okay, who is someone that you look up to from your like culture? So if you're Hispanic, you know, someone from your Hispanic culture that you look up to, I, um, Eva Longoria, you know, that's a bad example. I mean, she's great, but like, you know, someone that you can relate to that is of your culture. I have people who are white and Hispanic and Native American and Indian that I look up to that I find inspirations, but I want to focus on one black person and I that that's the activity. Someone from your culture or similar to your culture that you really look up to. There's so many black women that I love, like it's kind of insane. Um I love a lot of black women. So instead of listing them off and then naming why, I'm just going to list them off because this is a pretty long episode for me and I did not expect to be sitting here talking this long (laughs) post-workout. So I'm just going to name them, but there's so many. And if I forget some, just know that like there are tons and tons and tons of black women that I'm like, they have conquered and they're thriving and they are just doing flipping amazing they're doing amazing stuff tracy ellis ross i want to sit down and have a conversation with her so bad oprah yara shahidi logan larice uh kiana naomi who is not a celebrity celebrity per se but she's a youtuber and she is like a dope youtuber if you if you have not followed her on instagram checked out her instagram watched her videos like do it she's amazing i love her i love her i want to meet her i want to hug her that is a goal in my life especially because we're close to the same age so it's like i want to meet her so bad (laughs) um michelle obama of course um jordan sparks aisha curry there's so many gabrielle union oh love her if Maya angelo were still here her um sicily sicily tyson i struggle with saying her name and i'm sorry taraji p henson like there are so many women that i would just love to like meet (laughs) and talk to um but especially kiana naomi tracy ellis ross like she is my single bean queen as someone who has like never dated and she might have dated or something but like she's in her 40s and she's single and she is thriving and she looks so good and i want to do that too (laughs) sorry if you're wearing earbuds and that was really really loud that was a lot of speaking and i only drank water once during all of that so my throat's real dry (laughs) um thank you so much for listening to all of this if you did and I want to say respect other cultures and enjoy Black History Month, whether you're black or not. You know, try to learn about different cultures. You never know what you'll find and it's amazing. And um, yeah, just 
don't be racist don't be sexist don't be homophobic don't discriminate don't segregate please just be flipping kind to people that's all i ask be kind to people be loving and even if you can't be loving just act like you can be loving (laughs) um but yeah happy black history month this episode was in honor of it being black history month and i hope that it made sense i hope some element of it element of it made sense but thank you so much for listening and um i hope you guys had a good valentine's day and i hope february is treating you well i love february because it's so short but i hate february because it's so short because it is flying by and i really don't appreciate it (laughs) it's coming closer and closer to time for me to actually go out into the real world and february flying does not help that anyway i'm gonna go because it's been a long time and i'm sure you wanna you know keep doing whatever you're doing so i will be in your ear i'm gonna make that i'm gonna make saying that not weird one of these days but i will be in your ear next friday on simply jamila oh that's a lie this isn't simply jamila that's my blog on simply special i know what i'm doing i promise (laughs) goodbye for now if you want more simply anything make sure you check out simplyjamila.com 